welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. Everybody, welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. I'm Karen, and sitting in tonight for Rick, who is taking the night off because he's doing more important things, is our good friend Chucky G. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, welcome, Chuck. Thanks, thanks for having me, Karen. Once again, thanks for having me on Paranormal Underground Radio. <laughs> You've got the radio voice down, dude. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> well, so Chuck and I are going to be absolutely sick of each other. Mm-hmm. Three hours tonight, me and Karen. Bum, bum, bum. That's right. For the first first hour and a half, uh, Chuck and I are first going to talk to each other for a few minutes. But then we're going to be talking to Willie Windwalker Gibson. And um, he was such a great guest last time that we begged Cheryl to get him right back on. And it's been a few months, but he's coming back tonight. And Chuck has some great questions for him. And I'm pretty sure that even though I never prepare for a single show, I will have great questions as we go along, right? I'm sure you will. You're kind of like off the cuff where I have to write everything down. So that's good, though. I I know. No, that's we balance each other out very well. I mean, right. you know, Rick. Rick's like me. He goes by the seat of his pants, and sometimes we get in trouble with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I have to bring up before we get into the Willie the Windwalker Gibson WWG as I call him. Um, uh, you had a, a special bur- uh, day recently, haven't you? Are you going to sing to me? No. Uh, answer my question. Did you have a special day? I did today. I deep cleaned my bedroom. No. <laughs> I don't care about deep cleaning the bedroom, Karen. You know what I'm talking about. You had a birthday, didn't you? Yes, I turned 49 yesterday. Well, guess what? What? I brought you a present. What did you bring me? Um, if you'll sit back and re- relax for a minute, enjoy yeah. this. I made okay. something for you, okay? Okay. okay? Cheryl, whenever you're ready, go ahead and play it. for a long time know this but this is our tradition now it started with me singing kind of happy Marilyn Monroe happy birthday to you a couple years ago that's correct (laughs) so 
Mm-hmm. And you know, you you have the goods. You can sing. You okay. know, Cheryl Cheryl has a few recordings of me actually singing for my American Idol audition. And um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Cheryl keeps saying I sound like David Bowie. Did I really sound like David Bowie? In that, no, I don't think so. You, you sounded, sounded like Chuck singing totally like a lounge singer. Totally like David Bowie. In that listen to some David Bowie. You have some da- David Bowie moments there. I'm telling you. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Yep. Well, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of bet I, I took that off of Bill Murray when he did that Star Wars thing on Saturday Night Live when he was in uh, lounge singing. He's singing Star Wars. Oh, I know exactly Chris what that Star was. That's what I said. You sounded like a lounge yeah. singer. It was a Bill Murray, <laughs> Murray lounge. Yep. I know. I'm the right age. I. I all right, cool. <laughs> well, I get the reference. It. That's just I'm not you, one of those Karen. youngsters who doesn't know who Bill Murray is. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed it because I made it especially just for you. Loved it. I sat here and grinned like an idiot. Thank you. And I had, I had, and I had to pay the orchestra, too, but don't worry about that. I, I took oh, well, thank you so much. Now I'm going to have to come up with something really, really good for yours next year. <laughs> Uh, you okay. know, each year we just need to escalate a little bit. Chuck. Yeah, yeah. It'll be pretty soon. I'll have like a whole orchestra of kids singing with me. Happy birthday, kids! <laughs> It'll be like a be like one of those gospel churches where yeah. you've got the choir behind you. <laughs> oh, don't give me ideas now. Oh yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah, well, you know, I used to do stuff like that to Rick all the time, but it was usually like songs that I'd make up to make fun of him, like the <laughs> "I Ate My Twin" song. Yeah, so. <laughs> Because Rick consumed his twin in the womb. Ew. Yeah. Ew. He's that guy. Okay. He's not here, so we, you know, <sighs> this is what happens when you don't show up. I reveal your secrets. <laughs> so I have, so that reminded me because Cheryl thinks you sound like David Bowie. I have a, a blonde moment, David Bowie. Now, first of all, I'm not blonde. I'm, I'm, I think I'm still brunette. I don't really know because I haven't seen my natural hair color in several years now. Mm hmm. But I think I'm still a brunette. But one day, Jim and I are driving somewhere in the car, and we're listening to Queen. And the song Under Pressure comes on. Yeah. And I say to him, oh, my God, Freddie Mercury sure sounds like David Bowie in this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Then I realized what I said for you youngsters, it's Queen and David Bowie doing the song together. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, as soon as, you know how sometimes... It leaves your mouth, and you just want to suck it back in. I couldn't. Yeah, it was yeah. already out there in the universe. It was, yeah, it was just Rick or just Jim. <laughs> you just put it out there too far, yeah. Well, see, when I think of David Bowie, I think of, you know, that uh, ground control to Major Tom, mm-hmm. that kind of song. Yeah, know. I like that song, too. Yeah, I like that song. Mm-hmm. I like but, to sing, though. See, I had, I took lessons. I mean, my grandparents paid $5,000. Here's how the crazy it sounds. They paid five grand for me to learn how to sing from a Chinese lady who taught me Italian opera. How's that? <gasps> sing me some Italian opera. No, no, I'm not going there. I hated that stuff. See, because oh. I, I was in rock bands when I was younger. You know, I was in two different yeah. bands, actually. And um, plus, you know, I sang for choir in, in high school and all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I always loved no, I know sing, you can you know? sing. You sing very well. Thank you. I've heard um, but, your real singing voice. Yes, <laughs> but um, you know, and, and yeah, they paid. They went ahead and paid. It was it was great. I mean, it was a really good learning experience to learn how to sing. You know, where you breathe correctly and you're like going, yeah. you're like singing and you're like, oh, okay, I can't sing anymore. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I did I did live singing. I sang at the Aragon Ballroom, Battle of the Bands, and we did all that kind of stuff. So it was wow. fun. Wow. See, now it. that's interesting. That's something we have in common because I'm a classically trained musician as well, um, but not singing, not vocal. Well, I, what it, what did you play? What did you? Um, well, I started on the piano mm-hmm. when I was very young, mm-hmm. and um, 
then I, when I was in the sixth grade, I started playing the flute. And oh. I also play the drums and I play uh-huh. the, um, I played the piano and jazz band and percussion. And then I am also teaching myself the mandolin now. Well, see, that's funny because I know how to play the drums because I played the drums in the band when I when sang. Some, you know, when the one guy quit, um, I can play bass guitar, and I I actually started off in in sixth grade playing the clarinet. And my wife plays the flute. She's played the flute for like ten years plus or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we're all we all got our little musical inclinations here. Dude, Chad wants to know if you sing rock rock opera. Um, I probably could sing rock opera. I mean, I used to sing when I was younger. I had a higher voice, you know. So uh, my voice, of course, has gone to radio. D. You're like a baritone I mean, now. Yeah, aren't you? I'm a baritone yeah. now. But I mean, I used to sing like Led Zeppelin, Rush. I could sing that high. Um, oh no! Our- you know what? So here's the thing. I like Rush's music, but I cannot stand Getty Lee's voice. Okay. Yeah. We'll Ooh. see. Like when I sang. Yeah, it was like the seventies, so you know we sang a lot of. Yeah, in fact, it's funny sang. when we when we played at one place. Uh, we I actually we were the backup band for uh, a band that sang the song "Lady," so I'm sure you know who they yes. are. Yes, that's when they were nobodies. You know, they were just yes. kind of getting started, and yeah. So you know, plus uh, one of our friends' uncle is Jimmy Pedrick from Survivor and Ides of March. So um, yeah, all singers back in the eighties were in the seventies and eighties had those high voices. Yeah, but I can't yeah. do that, or I can't really. Did you guys it. have a Hammond organ in your band? No, we did not have a Hammond organ. We had well, we didn't, we didn't even have a keyboard. We were more. Uh, we didn't have like a synthesizer. No, we didn't do that. We had a uh, we had a drummer, the two guitarists, and then me singing and and a bass player. That was it. We didn't do the. Mm-hmm. We came right after the keyboard. We could never find a keyboardist, so we just decided to do it less that you know but we we did pretty good though you know cheryl says that was the 80s that's true but like when you think about it it was also in the late 70s because head east did the song never been any reason mm-hmm. and i think that was came out in the late 70s and that was incredibly synthesizer heavy yeah well my favorite 80s i love 80s hair bands big hair bands i love oh, them me too yeah uh, my favorite is europe i absolutely i'm a europe freak with the song final countdown and all those songs oh I just, yeah Mm-hmm. And then we have, uh, so you have uh, Night Ranger and yes. all those, yeah, Sister all those. Christian, yes. Yeah, oh, my, yes. My son last year, Tanner, in his senior year, he played in the um, the pit crew for the musical that they did at the school, and the musical they did was Back to the Eighties. Oh my it was, god! It was the songs of my people. Let me tell you, because I am from the Eighties, of course. You know, uh-huh. I. Yeah, so that's what I said. I said, oh, you guys are doing the songs of my people. So even the pit crew had to dress up very 80s-like. So Tanner dressed, Tanner and another kid dressed as Jake and Elwood Blues. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I think, I think one, of the most, one of the most famous ones was the Loverboy. Oh, Man, yeah, I love so Loverboy. They were from, I saw them live um, a couple times because they were from Vancouver. And, of course, I grew up just south of Vancouver. Oh wow! Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I love all those songs. Oh, someone just yes. put on "Twisted Sister." Yeah, Twisted there you go. Bang you your head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and I liked. Um, oh, that was quite right. Brent, Sorry. Brent Michaels' "Poison." I liked their mm-hmm. ballads. They could do a ballad like and Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses could do a power ballad like nobody else, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have bands like Extreme, and uh, uh, they were good. They were a good ballad band. Uh, there, they were really good. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a. I just love all the '80s stuff. I'm a. I'm a. If I had, could have big hair, I'd have big hair, but I can't. I don't have any hair anymore. <laughs> I can have big hair. I did have really big hair back in the '80s. It was yeah. You know, the higher the, what is it like? The higher the hair, the closer to Jesus or something. Like that. <laughs> 
I didn't know that, but okay, yeah. I can Isn't go that the same? See, you have learned so much for me tonight because you learned a lot off air as well. I'm writing this all down. You know, I'm, I'm taking little post-its and writing down uh, higher hair, closer to Jesus. Okay, got it. It's either that or the higher the heels, the closer to God. I don't quite remember, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's something like that. Oh, God, look at that. They're just going with them in, in chat now. 38 special. special. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. And then you have Molly Hatchet. Molly, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bon Jovi. And, bon you know, Jovi. here's the thing about Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi has improved with age. That man, as he has gotten older, has He's just yep. really attractive. Anyway, that's just maybe that's just me. And I see, see no, no, no Cheryl says it too. Bon Jovi's hot. <laughs> see, and nobody put in the chat room Def Leppard. Hello. Oh, you know oh, what? Wow. I did. I used to be a competitive bodybuilder, and a couple of the bodybuilding routines I did were to Def Leppard. Yeah, because uh-huh. I love Def Leppard. Stuff. They had so many famous albums, man. Hey, and they had, the one, they had the one-armed drummer for crying out loud. They did, I know. Oh, mm-hmm. look at that. We got so going yep. on hair bands and stuff. It's 6.16. We are a minute late for break. Oh, my God. So uh, we're going to totally switch gear when we come back. We're going to be talking to Willie Windwalker Gibson. Stick around. You're going to love this guy. If you didn't hear him last time, he's fantastic. So stick around. We'll be right back. This is Paranormal Underground Radio on Hazy Radio. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. Radio listeners, do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Babies, you gotta just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. You gotta know, you gotta get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio on Hazy Radio. Tonight, we have a great guest with us. He's a returning guest, soon to become a frequent flyer, I think, because we'd enjoyed him so much last time. And I bet we will again this time, too, so we'll just keep begging him to come back on. So tonight, we are talking to Willie Windwalker Gibson. He is a shaman, a supernatural consultant, a member of the paranormal clergy, and a founder of Soul Warriors Supernatural. Based in Louisville, Kentucky, he's written a couple books, The Shaman Windwalker and Soul Warriors, which are both available on Amazon.com. Willie, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio. Well, thank you for having me back on. Yeah, we had a great conversation last time, and I think last time we, we went a lot in the direction of the paranormal clergy stuff, and I know that, that Chuck is especially interested in some other aspects of the things you do. So I'm actually going to let him lead off with some of his questions. Why, well, thank you okay, very much. Okay, I'm ready. All right, well, here we go, buddy. You ready? Okay. Yeah. So, so what, I, what, I, what I like to find out more about is the spiritual side, um, you know, because I know that uh, Native Americans, uh, that's their culture. And I'm learning my own psychic side uh, as well, because I'm a paranormal investigator, but I have just recently found out evidently I have psychic abilities I didn't know I had. And so I'm just trying to, you know, hone them and learn them. So I'm trying to find, uh, the differences between, uh, psychics and their, the way they do things. Like, for instance, you're a shaman. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm a shaman. Okay. So, okay, so what is a, to, so if you can explain to me, uh, what, what does it entail being a shaman? Let's start there. Well, we talked a little bit about this on the last time I was on. Uh, I, I didn't turn, you know, originally I didn't want to be a shaman. I didn't know what a shaman was. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm Native American and, uh, at the age of 10, I did start to have some abilities. I could see and hear spirits. And, you know, I, when I started doing that, I asked my dad what was going on and he told me a little bit about, uh, Native American heritage, and a lot of Native Americans had the, the abilities to see and hear spirits, and he he did he could do that too, but he kept it to himself. Mm-hmm. My dad was kind of like a, a a person that he was in World War II, and he fought for you know the United States and was awarded the Bronze Star, and he had enough of fighting. And when he come out of there, he just wanted to work and and raise his family and keep his abilities to himself and when I started seeing and hearing spirits and I went and asked him about it he sat me down and and told me that you know uh, it was a gift but this gift had to be kept to myself because if I went out you know especially in school and started telling kids and and especially to teachers that I could see and hear spirits Mm -hmm. it could you know they might not be able to understand that and I had a lot of issues going on I um, you know, I had a problem with my leg, and, you know, I was a gimpy, and I was, uh, you know, I kept pretty much to myself, and on top of that, I was a heavy kid. I mean, when I was when I was in the second grade, man, I weighed 100 pounds, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, it was hard for me to get around, and I kept to myself, and, and I started hearing these voices, and I thought they were make-believe uh, friends, but I didn't know that they were actually spirits talking to me, mm-hmm. so people that are... 
psychic and uh, have gotten it shut off. I mean, a lot of it's got to do with how they were brought up. A lot of people that are psychics were told at an early age, you know, they, especially if they went to went to regular church, you know, that, you know, you don't do that because the Bible says if you do that, you know, you, you were... Um, it was the devil's work and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of right. people. Yeah, that'd be me. I fall into that category. Oh yeah, yeah. And dad, dad, dad told me about that too. See, my dad was a lay minister too. I had ministers in my family, but you know, it was uh, Pentecostal, and and on top of that, he was Native American, so he had a lot of stuff going on that he had to keep to himself. But my dad was very, very religious, and he would set us down on Sundays and read the Bibles to us, and he would send us to Sunday school. But he told me. Don't tell anybody in Sunday school that you can see ghosts. I, I said, okay, and, and nobody ever knew about that. So a lot of people keep this under under wraps until mm-hmm. they get older, and as they mature, their their uh, abilities get stronger, and by then they don't really know what to do with them because they've never been trained right. how to use this stuff. And, you know, uh, back when I was growing up, I, I had my father, but back in the 60s, you didn't have a lot of people teaching this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, you you know, you didn't, you, you know, you don't have, you couldn't turn on the TV and see these shows or uh, very few books were written about it. So a lot of people are coming to, uh, I guess you would call maturity now, and now they want to, they, they want to follow a path that, is different from the way they were learned. Right. And what they don't realize, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a gift from God. If you look in the Bible under spiritual gifts, First Corinthians 12, you, you'll understand what's going on. So right. uh, whatever's going on with you, whether you're seeing, you're starting to see spirit or hear spirit or see energy, you know, there's nothing wrong with it because that's part of you. Everybody's got this ability. Everybody's born with this ability. It's something you were born with. All you got to do, it's just like anything else. You got to go to school to learn how to use it. Right. And it, it, it was interesting. You touched on how you said, you know, as you're growing up, you know, it's part of your your uh, your your makeup as you're growing up, your background, where you're from, and stuff like that. And that was what, like, one of my questions was was like, you know, because um, you're you're shaman, you're like. Every kind of there's different kinds of psychics. Okay, you have shaman, you have uh, people who uh, have uh, psychics who believe that there's angels and demons, and they have uh, spiritual guides. There's ones that don't believe in angels and demons, but they talk about guardians and guides. So how how does that if if we're all if if all psychics uh, can see the other side or can touch the other side or speak to the other side, how is it that we're we're all different. How is it? How is it that it's split up like that? Like, wouldn't we all see the same thing? Ex- understand it to be the same thing, or is that because of our our upbringing and uh, the way we learned it on our own? Or you know, I mean, how how's that connection come to play like that? Well, Chuck, a lot of people, uh, psychics, can do different things. You have your physical mediums. Uh, you have your mediums that uh, you know can just only hear spirit. You know, there's mediums out there that talk to spirits and never has never seen one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but me, you know, as growing up, you know, I first started seeing and hearing spirits when I was 10. Mm-hmm. You know, all this hit me at once, and I, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, uh, and a lot of other things were going on, too, I talked about in previous show. But uh, everything starting started, started to happen to me at the age of 10. And luckily, you know, I was able to go to my dad, you know, when I saw my first spirit, said, look, you know, 
I did. I saw this and this and this, and he looked at me, and he didn't. He didn't ridicule me or anything. He sat me down and explained to me what was going on, mm-hmm. and uh, I was lucky in that aspect. But uh, you know, I knew other kids that were coming up. Uh, I had met, and and they went to their parents, and they, you know, they they said keep it quiet. Uh, you know, your it's your imagination and things like that. So, uh, different psychics. Uh, a lot of psychics have the abilities that I do. I've, I've got them all, but some just have some of them that hasn't uh, tapped into them yet. Now, I've ha- I've uh, did classes with other psychics where I've opened them up to their other abilities. So, mm-hmm. you know, all you got to do is just open. It's just like a key. Uh, just um, open up that door and let that one uh, gift out uh, one at a time. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you've got to probably got the ability to see and hear spirits and and uh, psychometry and all that. So all you've got to do is just open yourself up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, I have noticed that, that once you let one in, it's like sort of a flood. <laughs> Once you once you decide, okay, I'm going to start paying attention to this one, because what I used to do is I used to only know stuff, and it wasn't like I would hear things, I wouldn't see things, I just knew stuff, and mm-hmm. now, God, I do all of it. Yeah, and that's how, and that's how it is for me. It's like, I just kind of, I, I at least I think I know things, and then I, you know, I, I go with, I, I learn to trust that instinct now, and I find out I was correct, you know what I mean? But it's not like I, I mean, I can hear or see a spirit when I when I sleep. Which is different. Like when I'm awake, I don't really hear or see anything, and I can see shadows moving around me. I'm more, uh, I'm more, I can notice it more now, you know, where they're around me, and I can just catch shadows off the side of my my peripheral and stuff a lot more. But I don't really hear anything except when I'm sleeping. Then I'll see people that have passed or are trying to talk to me, and and it's very real to me. Um, but when I'm awake, I'm more like I can really feel. But I think my my strongest thing is I can really feel uh, feelings. Like empathetic, you know, I can really get into a room or get something near someone. Man, I can just it goes off like uh, fireworks. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, well, Chuck, a lot of a lot of times that's how it starts with dreams. Your the spirits, the good spirits, don't want to scare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll come to you in your dreams, and then when you get used to that, then they'll they'll gradually let you see them manifest. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, you know, especially your spirit guides, if they want to contact you, they'll come to you in your dreams sometimes, and you can sense them around you, and then when you're ready to open up to them to where you can actually see and hear them, that's that's the greatest thing uh, in the world. But uh, that's how it usually starts with dreams, and then you can start hearing them, and, and then gradually they'll, you know, they know how you're going to react, and, and they'll, they'll gradually let you know now. There are spirits out there that you run into that they try their best to scare the heck out of you, you know, and that's the kind of spirit you have to deal with and know how to deal with them later on. But mm-hmm. but your spirit guides, you know, will come to you and work with you like that with dreams and gradually let you hear them, and then they'll manifest for you and let you see them. Right. Now, I'll tell the spirit guides and guardians are different. Is that the same? Do you have the same belief or, you know what spirit- I mean? Uh, Chuck, believe it or not, spirit guides, guardians, angels, basically are the same thing. It's okay. just uh, just how you interpret it, everything. It's just like, you know, I work with a lot of different types of uh, clergy. I've worked with Catholics. I've worked with Pentecostals. I've even worked with Buddhists. We're basically in the same uh same business, I used to say, you know, like, uh, I'll do a sage and where, uh, a, a Catholic priest will, uh, get a censor and, and, and 
do the smoke that way. It's uh, it's all the same thing. It's it's up for interpretation, but it, everything's the same. Like uh, spirit guides, angels, I call in everything. You know, when I especially if I'm on a serious case, I'll call in my uh, guardian angels. I call in the archangels. I call in my spirit guides, and that's you know that's my tools I work with. That's my that's my I guess you would call weapons because it would be, you know when you go in to do a case, especially if I'm doing a clearing, I need all the spiritual help I can get when I go up against it. You know it. A gun ain't going to help you when you're when you're tackling uh, uh, an entity that's you know not very nice, mm-hmm. right? So I have a question about the way that our guides and even spirits choose to communicate with us. And my experience is that sometimes it's very straightforward, and they'll I'll be able to see them, and they'll be talking to me, and I'll understand what they're saying. But then sometimes a lot, especially in dreams, um, and I do dream interpretation, so I think about this a lot, but also sometimes when I'm trying to communicate, especially with people who are not here as um, ghosts, but are who are in spirit on the other side, is they tend to be very symbolic and cryptic and I have to do a lot of interpretation of the things that they're showing me. Why? Why can't they just tell me straight out? Uh, I've thought a lot about this and I've worked with a lot of uh, spirit guides and they give, you know, sometimes they'll give me images, you know, and and sometimes they'll give me dreams too, you know. uh, Being a dream interpreter, you, you should know that when a person's having a dream and, and, and they'll tell you that dream and, and it's kind of weird. What I usually tell people when you anal- you want to run an analysis on the dreams, look for the thing that's out of place in the dream. Mm-hmm. And that, that holds the secret, the key to what they're trying to tell you. And the uh, same thing with interpretations. It's like my wife, she'll sit down and she'll start drawing pictures and not know why she's drawing them. And after she draws them, she'll say, what do you think? Well, right, right off, I, you know, I might not know what it is, and it might, it might take me two or three weeks to, to, to figure it out. And she'll just keep on drawing and put them over to one side, drawing and put them over to one side, and then, and then after a certain amount of time, we'll get them out and look at them and, and start uh, deciphering them. So, you know, it's... <laughs> It's just uh, why they do it. I don't know. It's, it's it's just the way they do things. Yeah. You know, and that's actually a new thing that I've started doing. It's not so much that I've started doing, but that spirits I communicate with have, I guess, maybe required me to start doing is I've started doing the drawings. And I have no artistic ability, so let me tell you, sometimes that can be real. <laughs> really interesting. At least they don't have me sing, right, Chuck? Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, she sings too. She'll sit down here and she'll write a song right out of the blue. You know, I know spirits working with her, and it's just like uh, working with uh, getting messages from ETs and things like that. She'll start sitting uh, down and she'll draw symbols and she'll draw letters, and it'll look like hieroglyphics. And, and I know good and well that she's she's picking up something from ETs because, you know, we've been dealing with that for years. And, uh, um, couple months ago i was uh talking to a lady online and you know she she posted some symbols that she was, had been drawn because she had been an abductee too and a contactee and the symbols looked very very close to what my wife was drawing so i uh, told her what was going on and she was in australia so she said could you send me some of your wife's drawings so i sent some of her drawings to her and she matched them up almost perfectly so they they were picking up the, the same the same uh, 
letters or numbers, you know, and she's in Australia and my wife's here in Kentucky. Well, I'd like to hear a little more about I because I don't think we've talked about this before about the the ETs and uh, you said she's an abductee or a contactee too. Yeah, we uh, you know I told you you know that started with me when I was age of ten and yeah. actually my book the Shaman Windwalker starts off with me seeing a ship you know up here overhead. Um, so you know and this has been an ongoing thing and then when we met. You know, it wasn't until a little bit after we met that we started talking about, you know, UFOs and things like that because I was getting, uh, you know, when we first got together back in 1988, I was seeing a lot of ships. Uh, for some reason, they were visiting me just about every night at work. You know, I worked uh, downtown uh, on the riverfront, you know, at a, at a hotel. I was a supervisor there, and, uh, heck, I would go outside and go up on the wharf, and here, here would be ships flying in, in formation over time, you know, in Vichy. Wow. And uh, I'd go home, and, and you know, uh, I would turn the radio on going home the next morning, and it, you, they would say ships had been sighted in Louisville, and this is where they were going. Well, I knew they were going. They were flying over here. They were coming to see me. So I would go home and tell my wife about it. She said, you know, this happened to me when I was a little girl, you know, and uh, and I saw the the round uh, UFOs, you know, the silver disc UFOs as a little child. And as we started talking, I come to find out that she had been visited too. It started very early age, around eight or nine years old. Wow, I have never seen a UFO. No, neither. Oh, yeah, and that's you know, something I'd like to. I have. We one of the things that happened to us one time, it was the summertime, this was about 10 years ago, and I was, uh, 15 years ago, and I was uh, section director for MUFON, you know, they wanted me to come in and, and be a section director, they had known that, uh, you know, that I had, about my past, and, and they would want, they, they enlisted my help in uh, helping with contactees, counseling, and stuff. they wanted me to run an encounter group, so I was, I had my own encounter group, and uh, we was coming home one night, one afternoon. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. This was summertime. We turned down our street, and when I turned down my street, there was here's this cylinder, about a thousand feet up over my house, and uh, there were kids out playing. The guys were mowing the grass, and uh, I said, "Shimon, do you see what I see?" She said, "Yeah, you know, I see it." And it was a cylinder shape, and you know, it was kind of kind of tumbling. And then it had kind of gas coming out of each end of it. So I said, I'm going to pull into the driveway and I'll see if we can get a picture of this. So she ran into the house to get the camera. By the time she come back out, the UFO had went on ahead and flew over towards Indiana. Well, you know, being a section director, I went on ahead and filled out a report. And uh, I called uh, Indiana, and sure enough, they had seen uh, the object, too, the, the day before. So... You know, I've seen cylinders. I've seen the, I've seen the uh, what we call the pearl. It's it's like a, a giant orb. Uh, of course, I've you know I've seen the the, the, the flying saucer type. Um, I've seen uh, about uh, five months ago. I had ended six months ago. I had ended my show, and I, and the show was about UFOs. Well. When I ended the show, this was about 10 o'clock at night, my wife said, Cuckoo, would you go get me a drink of water in the, in the kitchen? So I went to get her a drink of water, and I, as I was getting her a drink of water, I looked out the back door, and I seen these lights coming. 
from you know, and uh, opened up the door, and I, I was watching these lights, and uh, there were three of them. One went one way, one went the other. They were one on each end, and the light in the center kept on coming. So I watched it, watched it, and as it got closer to the house, I could see um, that it was a triangle, a small triangle ship. So I go running to the house. I said, Shaman, you know, I've got something going on with the UFO out front. So, I, you know, I went to the front door, went out to the, in the front yard and watched this thing fly over, the, fly, fly over my house. And, of course, it had the light on each tip of it and had a big light, uh, big red light in the center of it. And it was, it was dark. I mean, it was black looking, but I could see up underneath of it. And it just, it was just going just as slow. And as it passed by me, I looked at the back of it and I could see like the engines in back of it, but, it wasn't making any noise, but you could see the actual vibration of this engine, you know, and it just it just glided right on. What what had happened was these two uh, other lights that veered off met back up with it. They were jets escorting it. So um, it was kind of strange, you know, that uh, I was talking to that about UFOs and here one flew over the house. Well, I've had things like that happen before. I've had my I've had my phone go dead talking about UFOs. I've had. Uh, uh, one one time, one morning, my wife and I were. Uh, this was Sunday morning, one early one Sunday morning. We got in the car, we was going in town, and with nobody else on the road but us. And this big black SUV came up beside us and forced me off the road. So you know, I've had I've had my little, I've had my little run-ins with the men in black. You know, I've had the strange phone calls. I've had people call my house and kind of threaten me. You know, I've had that happen all in the past. What do they threaten? Well, you know, um, what, it, what it was, we, one night I was sitting and, and we, my wife and I were talking with a, a couple other friends. We were talking about bases that, you know, like uh, Area 51. And uh, we had gotten to, back, back to me that there was an, also a base in Utah. So as we were talking, the phone rings. And I pick up, I pick up the phone, and on my caller ID, it had a strange area code. And uh, the I said hello, and you know whoever was there just kept on uh, um, holding the phone. Uh, and it, and it, and all of a sudden, this said uh, there was a voice that said, stop, you know, stop it. And then it hanged up. Well, I called the operator back and I asked the operator what the, you know, I gave her this area code that was on my caller ID, and it said it, it was a Utah uh, area code. Hmm. So, you know, I've had um, cars uh, go up and down my street when I look, you know, before I moved, and these cars, you know, when you live in an area, especially on a dead-end street, you know everybody's car, and you've got a yes. car that's going back and forth and stopping sure. in front of your house and, and you know, they, the windows are blacked out and they just stop there for a few minutes and then they go and then all of a sudden, it, about 3 o'clock in the morning, you hear um, engines out front of your house and you get up and look out the door and there's the, the same car sitting there looking at you. This happened several times and I had several phone calls that, that said stop and uh, I've had... Um, what else is it? I've had uh, my uh, as, I, as I went one time I was going to the store and I was going to the mall. Well, I was by myself and I, I pulled into the mall and I looked in my rearview mirror and I seen uh, a black SUV behind me. 
and they parked. So I get out, and I'm walking, and, uh, you know, I get out of the car, and I'm walking towards the mall, and I'm looking, you know, I'm, I kind of sense something was going on. I look behind me, and there was these two guys walking behind me in suits with, and they were wearing glasses. Well, you know, they, they look kind of, you know, they look like federal agents to me. So I kept on, I keep, I kept on walking as I was walking towards the mall, and I get this, as I was walking towards the mall, there were already guys in black suit, black suits and glasses at the mall. Really? And, uh, they, you know, they, they, as I was walking along, I mean, no matter, they must have been half a dozen of them scattered all over that mall watching me. You know, now my question on, on men in black, okay? My question yeah. is, are they humans or are they extraterrestrials or is it a mixture of humans with extraterrestrials working together to keep whatever under wraps? Well, you know, the, the, there's been some theories about them being hybrids and the reason they mm -hmm. wear glasses is because of their eyes and stuff like that. Every one of these guys were wearing glasses and they were wearing dark suits. Now, you know, you'd figure, you know, they would kind of wear different colored suits, but it's almost like they want you to know that mm -hmm. they're there watching you. And, right. uh, it's almost and, like an know, intimidation like tactic. Well, yeah, see, and I yeah, think well, there's... I had, I had a friend that uh, had been taken several times, and she had several babies taken from her. And uh, she was getting ready to go to Washington when they were having these, uh, I guess, hearings and things about UFOs, and she was going to testify about what happened to her. Well, about a week before she was getting ready to go, I get a phone call, and it was a friend of mine that says, uh, I'm going to say her name, but she said, so-and-so was killed by son. I said, what do you mean she was killed by son? She said she burned up in her house. I said, how did, how did that happen? Well, they said that she had been drinking, and, they, you know, she was with a cigarette and uh, was sitting in a chair, and she burned up. Well, you know, that was kind of that was kind of like a strange type of thing that happened several days before she was supposed to go testify what had happened to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'd always, I'd always, my own thought process was that they're hybrids. And, and and when you point out like you know how they always have to wear the suits with the glasses you can't see their eyes, my my thought process too was okay let's throw on black eyed kids which is a phenomena, and take the fact that are they the hybrid children of Men in Black you know is there a connection there? It could be, but but I, I couldn't see these um, these guys' eyes at all. Uh, mm -hmm. But it was strange because they they knew where I was going. I mean. You know, who, how do they know? I mean, it's and it, you know the the calls that I would get, I, and I told my I told my wife, I said we got to be careful what we talk about in the house because the you know the, we know that there's something going on with the phones, but I don't know if they're out there with parabolic mics listening to mm -hmm. us, our conversation or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. and I would have people contact me. You know, I've had people contact me and said, "Can we come by your house? We need to talk to you about." Um, you know, while I was doing counseling, I counseled hundreds of people about sightings here in Louisville. And, uh, you know, uh, I've had people from uh, nurses, doctors, lawyers come see me. Well, I've seen this and this and this. Well, I figured, you know, it was just a couple more, more people coming to get, get counseling. Mm -hmm. So these people show up at my house. And, you know, they looked ordinary. I mean, they, they you know, we started talking. And then this, then it got kind of out of hand. They said, well, the reason we contacted you, we knew, we know that you've been uh, seeing uh, UFOs and you've had alien contact. We are going to build a base in Indiana. We've cleared some land and for saucers to land, and we want you to come over and help us bring them down. I said, oh, man, this is getting weird. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it's everything I could do to 
you know, keep those people in good spirits to get them out of my house. I've had people like that show up, you know, uh, yeah. wanting me to uh, use me as a beacon to bring UFOs down. So wow. that's happened, too. So I have a couple of questions from Chad. His first question is, um, are there any connections between UFOs, cryptids, and paranormal activity? I think so. I think, you know, um, a lot of things, they said that, um, say, Bigfoot, they're saying that there's a lot of activity where Bigfoot's been found, you know, and they can never get a clear shot of Bigfoot. And, you know, it's almost like he's interdimensional. I think Bigfoot myself is interdimensional. I think this this creature is actually able to go in and out of different dimensions, you know, and uh it's it, the, the creature is an intelligent. I mean, they, you, you see these TV shows where they go out there, you know, this thing for the show, finding Bigfoot, and they're out there screaming, yelling, and, you know, and that's a that's a squatch squatch. And this is, and these these creatures are standing out there, you know, probably laughing at these people because that's great entertainment for them because they're never going to actually get one and to get in, to come into their camp and 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 talk to them, right. you know. So it's just um, it, it's a, it's funny you know and and then you have these shows that they're going to go out and try to find, capture one or shoot yeah. one. They're not. It's not going to happen, you know, unless they run across one that's actually died naturally and it's laying there. So it's 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 just you know it seems awful strange that you never got an actual person that's actually got a clear picture of one. Or I think they uh, vibrate. Uh, to a different, different frequency where they kind of make the pictures look blurry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and they say that, I know that they say, like, with UFOs, too, they don't always fly from wherever they're coming to here. Sometimes they come through portals or another dimension, you know, and kind of, like, open up where they come through that way. What's your thought process on that? Do you think they're just flying in all the time on these ships or they're popping through portals and stuff? Well, I think they're interdimensional, but what had happened to us happened to me one time. It was in my bedroom, and it was late at night, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I wasn't asleep, and there was a, a bright light that ha- that came on my wall. I mean, it, it was like, you know, it's just like the, it's just a big, white, bright circle. And these three creatures walked out of the circle, came up to my bed, looked at me, they looked at each other, walked back into the light, and it disappeared. I jumped up, turned the light on. There was no scorch marks or anything on the on the wall or anything. And I told Shaman about it. She said, "I believe you." And I, you know, this has happened many times. I we, I've woke up and and uh, seen uh, one creature putting my wife back to bed. You know, mm-hmm. and she she actually woke up while one was putting her back to bed. She, I said, "Well, how did you break free of the the you know like the hypnosis or whatever?" The she said, "Believe it or not, Willie, I had to pee and I just woke up." And I think she said, "I think they even got shook, shocked when I did." So I've actually we you know they're 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 uh, actually blue gray. Uh, they stand about anywhere from three and a half to four feet tall. They're, they're, I've seen some taller than that. The, the one putting my wife back to bed was taller than that. So they're, they're different sizes. Don't let people fool you when they say, oh, they're all four foot. No, they're, they're, they're different sizes. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so Chad has another question, and then, Chuck, I'll let you ask yours. No, it's okay. I was going to say, uh, that's a good lead into Chad's question. Yeah. Is, is there, he wants to know if there is a spiritual connection with UFOs. 
I seem to think so because uh, one of the encounters I had was with humanoids, and um, I think they were Pleiadians, Pleiadians, and uh, they actually they're kind of t- they're they're tall, they're light skin, uh, light hair. Uh, they some wear jumpsuits, uh, some wear kind of like I guess kind of robes type of things, and they actually look like angels. They look like something you would you would think that. Uh, that would come right out of a Bible verse or something like that. And the ones that I had come in contact with have told me, you know, everything's going to be all right. You know, these, these, the ones that I remember talking to, they never did do anything to harm me. They just did things to calm me down. This is, but the, but the uh, blue grays, you know, I woke up laying on a table. It looks, looks like needles up overhead and on, on each side of me and uh, these things around me. And I, I can remember getting these needles put in my skin and things like that. Uh, my wife has actually woke up with two broken, two black eyes, and looked like her nose had been broken, and some green fluid was coming out of her nose. I woke up. We woke up. We had fluid on our bed, kind of greenish fluid, uh, blue uh, fluid on the bed. And I've actually sent a co- some of it out to be analyzed at the University of Kentucky. But lo and behold, uh, the sample got lost. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, I woke up with puncture wounds. I woke up with, uh, um, wounds on my wrist that looked like they had been, uh, had an IV put in there on my wrist. Uh, like I said, Shimon is, you know, has been, uh, had two black eyes. It, it was bad enough that I had to keep her in the house for over a week because I, she couldn't go out. Because if, if she, you know, if she would go out, I would probably got locked up for beating her up because wow. she, it looked like she got worked over. She's woke up, you know, with finger marks on her, uh, scrape marks on her, you know, her, her navel sore where it looked like there might have been something like a syringe put in there, like a needle or something put in her navel. So, mm-hmm. um, but the, 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 uh, the ones that looked more humanoid, uh, you know, they, they were, they, they had kind of a spiritual type of, uh, vibe to them. Like that, like I wouldn't be, um, Harmed, and there's been there's been some speculations that you know some of these UFOs were demons and things like that. I, I don't think so. A demon is an angel that was was cast out of heaven. You know that that is a demon that doesn't have anything to do with uh, creatures coming from another dimension or another planet or anything like that. So I think you've got good and bad ones. Uh, I think there are um, uh, more than one species here on Earth. I do know there are bases underneath the, the oceans. I do know there are spaces on, you know, in mountains and things like that in different countries. So they've got uh, different creatures that's got different bases here on, on, on Earth. And I do believe there's kind of like uh, uh, some are watching us to make sure the others don't try to do anything. But I do believe in, in the near future that you're going to see a massive sighting and, and the government's not going to be able to cover it up. So our governments know that they are here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been working with uh, uh, them since, you know, the, the 40s and even even earlier than that. So why do they cover it up then? What Do they think we can't handle it? I think they, they it's a trade-off. We, they get uh, some of the, their, tech, we, their technology is given to us, and they're, they're allowed to do certain things to us to experiment on us. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how that's going. And, and I think they're working with them because 
hey, what are they going to do if they decide to, you know, to come and just take over? Maybe this is a way to keep them under control. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's actually a really good point. I never thought of that. You know, like it, there, there's, um, you because know, you're saying there's different races or species. You know, like you, the blue grays sound like more like the the scientific end of things. You know, where they're they're there to do the I don't know, I say the dirty work, but they're there to, to do they're the like, checking. They're tagging us like we mm-hmm. tag cats. Yeah, exactly. And then you yeah, got the other ones that are trying life. to. And there's other ones that are like, you know, hey, love, love, you know, we all love each other kind of a thing, too, you know. So I find that really interesting that there are different kinds all over. Now, if so, let's let's go a little further. So we have uh, aliens and I'm, I'm assuming that they have lifespans, whether they're longer or shorter than ours. So when they pass away. Do their spirits? Do we ever come in contact with their spirits? Do you think that that those some of those are it full circle? You go you know, check. Well, you know, I I I want to know that. I want to know. That's a good do, question. Do, are they there? Is that sometimes what we're running into? And we're we're misinterpreting that as something evil or something whatever. But maybe there's a blue gray. He died. Now there's that that uh, consciousness which was never really that nice to us to begin with. Um, is that a possibility? That that's what we're running into. We're mistagging it. Or uh, I have. In meditation, and I've actually gone out of body, and I've actually journeyed where I've actually seen the souls of different aliens and things like that, and so has other people's too. I do think they have a soul, and I do think when they cross over, you know, it's all, it, you know, they're just like us. I mean, they, they, uh, they're in this, this dimensional realm that where the energy is. So mm-hmm. I think it all, we all there and intertwined together some way. So we all come from the same source. I believe so. Just express we just express differently in our lifetimes. Uh huh. So even aliens, I mean, we're all tethered together. So you're saying even they are part of our our consciousness, like when we when we pass on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, this is interesting because Chad says um, it's Cheryl's typing Chad's messages in our in our Skype window, and he says, "Well, obviously, then that they must be in a soul contract with the people who they abduct, because if you believe that people choose um, the framework of the life that they live and the people that come into their lives, so that they can learn and they can grow and can become closer to the source, then that means that not only have we made soul contracts with people that we come up against, um, you know." usually the people that drive us the craziest are the ones that we have the strongest soul <laughs> contracts with. So then we must, if somebody's abducted by an alien, that must be part of their contract as well? Possibly, because I have uh, talked to people that actually have had uh, spirits of aliens go inside them, you know, uh, walk-in type of thing. So uh, they, you know, they have that ability well, I mean, can you? So, can you be reincarnated from an alien to a human? Can a, can an alien's soul be reincarnated into the body of a human? I have met people that that said they that 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 they used to be alien. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I actually believe that, Chuck. I've actually sorry not to step on the answer to your question, no, Willie, okay. but um, I, you know, that's a pretty common belief in in metaphysical. Um, belief systems is that because we all do come from the same source that there are people and a lot of times people who seem to really struggle in this lifetime it may be because they've been in other worlds in mm-hmm. previous lifetimes and this is their first lifetime as a human and as we know the human life is 
often very difficult. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, it, it maybe explains why some humans are much smarter than others too, where they're just like, like off the charts, like Albert Einstein and stuff. It's like, you know, was it maybe, maybe he was an alien first? Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he, yeah, he had that knowledge. I mean, if you have all this worldly knowledge from other universes and such besides our own, why couldn't that be possible? I have regressed people, uh, you know, when I'm doing past lives that uh, actually had uh, past lives as aliens. Yeah, yeah. I actually did a um, like a life between lives hypnotherapy session, and the hypnotherapist tried really hard to see if I had any alien lives, and I was like, nope, I am, I'm always here. I always come to Earth every time. <laughs> so, because <laughs> he tried so darn hard, and I kept, I, and I was just like insistent, nope. This is what I do. This is where I go. <laughs> well, you never so. know. Maybe, and, and, you know, and I think well, maybe I was re- reincarnated from a Bigfoot because I really like uh, Slim Jims. I don't know why. This is, <laughs> you know. I, I often thought I, I've, I've often thought that a lot of the people that are abductees are uh, people that um, these these aliens uh, connect to. You know, they they connect to the energy. They just go back to the energy source, and yeah. that's why they. A lot of us are. I keep getting abducted because we have been that way, you know, an alien in the past life. Oh, that's interesting. So beyond a soul contract, you might have some kind of be part of a same soul group or something then. Yeah, I believe that, that, you know, that I've often thought about that. So has my wife that, uh, you know, if we had been an alien in the past life, that the, the energy is uh, what we call it. The light will attract the other aliens to us, and that's why they come to visit. That kind of makes it less scary, doesn't it, to look at it that way? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just a lot of possibilities, because like I said, this had started happening to me when I was 10, and I'm looking, you know, out in my backyard playing by myself, and I look up and see the star, and it keeps getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger, and finally this is ship overhead, and this is this is like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and there's this flash of light, and the next thing I know, it's dark, you know, and I'm gone for four hours, and they're looking for me. So, you know, this started started when I was 10 years old. Wow. Wow, lots of interesting stuff to think about. So Chad had one other question. It's actually something I wonder about a lot, too. And his question basically is, so the Old Testament UFOs are angels. And, I mean, like, in the in the Old Testament, there's some, there's some stuff that sounds pretty suspicious. UFO-wise anyway, you know, Ezekiel saw the wheel and things like that. So so is that, were they seeing angels or were was it aliens? I believe, you know, this is my own personal opinion. I think they, they were seeing ships. You know, I, I think they, they, they were actually seeing ships coming down and visiting. And, you know, the, you know, he was taken up and, and a couple of other, a couple of the other uh, prophets were, were taken up too. So, um, you know, it could be it could be that uh, they that was the very first uh, uh, recorded abduction. You know, and then there was one, and I never remember exactly which one this is, um, but I think it's in South America where they they thought it was a virgin sighting. But when you when you listen to it, it kind of almost they saw the light and the light grew bigger. And and um, God, is it Lourdes? No. I can't remember. Do you, do you even know what I'm trying to reference? I, I don't know that one, but I, I know there's the the, the, the other sightings, you know. Um, 
uh, you know, you know, like I, I truly believe that, you know, I was, like I said, brought up uh, Pentecostal and I, you know, I was, I'm, I'm pretty religious and of course I, things have been made plain to me that there is, uh, an afterlife. You know, I've seen my dad after he passed away two, two, uh, weeks after he passed away and he come back and told me that there was an afterlife and there was another side and, and I've actually seen angels, you know, uh, that's come to me and, and people have said, well, you, you know, if this was an angel, it was probably a demon disguised in nature. I said, I can tell the difference because I've dealt with, with both sides. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on with, with uh, the spiritual side of it, and there's a lot of things going over on with really the interdimensional and, and the flying saucers and things like that. I think it all comes together some way, and I believe that they have their own uh, uh, spiritual belief, too, that's really, really close to what we believe in. Okay. Like when you uh, wait, wait, when when you're saying like you 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 see the afterlife and when you go there you see your father like most people talk oh, about no no he he came to me oh okay, uh, I'm sorry this is this is what happened my dad was you know he was in the hospital for six months and he really had a bad time and he you know it, it, he wound up using losing both of his legs to mm-hmm. diabetes and uh, I was the one that had to make the choice of signing the paperwork to have that done and it played on me quite a bit after he died right and uh two weeks after he died uh i came home one morning from work and i went into his bedroom and i just laid down the bed and i was looking at the ceiling and you know i just wanted to feel feel his energy off the bed and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden there was a tug at my foot and i I set up and there he's there he was he was he was floating wow you know it's at at the end of the bed and I looked at him, I said, Dad, and he smiled at me, and he kind of glided over to one side of the bed, and he pointed down, and I looked over, uh, and, I, and I looked up, and I said, what? He, he pointed down, and, and I looked down, and I noticed he had both of his legs. I said, you awesome. trying to tell me you've got both of your legs out? And he, <laughs> and he smiled at me, and he shook his head. Well, I, you know, he backed off a little bit, and I got out of bed, and I was going to go over and put my arms around him, but hey, he's my dad, you know, and yeah. he backed off, and, and he shook his head, no. I said, What's, why don't you let me touch you? And he shook his head no. He wasn't talking to me. He was just, you know, gesturing to me. And as as he said no, he he disappeared. So, you know, I knew he was there, and I know he showed me his legs. So it was about a month later. I was on I was on the job, you know, and I was walking down a, you know, I'm a security supervisor at this hotel, and I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm seeing this guy walked towards me and he's kind of in the shadows and I was walking towards him. I figured it's a guess. Well, as he walked closer to me and what came into the light, it was my father. And he was walking and, he, and you know, he was in plain, you know, he's in, actually in the same suit he was buried in. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I walked up to him and I said, Dad? He said, yeah. He said, how are you? How, how are you, Willie? I said, how are you doing? And I, you know, I said, Dad, what, you know, what are, what are you doing here? He said, I, he said, I just come to see you. I said, well, why didn't you talk to me the first time I saw you? He said, there's a transition period that we can't be touched. Uh, we can't talk. There's a, there's a transition period. I said, well, are you up through that period now? And he shook. He said, yeah. He said, I said, can I touch you? He said, sure. And I walked over and I touched him. He was solid, but he was cool. And wow. uh, I said, well, you know, what, what, you know, what, you know, what's going on? He said, look, he said, you know, you are, you were told a long time ago that you were supposed to be a shaman and that's what you were supposed to do. He says, you need to go do it. He says, you need to get away from here and you need to go on your path and you need to start doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, he said, you know, uh, 
you, you need to you need to stop this and you need to go do what you're doing. I said, well, uh, there's a lot of things I got to talk to you about. I said, well, you know, uh, how, you know, do you, is Pap already? Is Mam already? You know, he said they they have their things they're doing. I've got the things I've got to do. He said one of the things I had to do, I had to come back and tell you to get on your path. He said, now I'll be seeing you from time to time. He said, but you get on your path. I said, okay. And then he and then he kind of took a couple of steps back and then he disappeared. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he you know he wanted to make sure that I got that off my conscience about him losing his legs because he wanted to show me he had his spiritual body down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had that. I had uh, the reason I got into the paranormal is because my mom passed away. Uh, I was sixteen. She was thirty six. She died of lung cancer, and uh, and I had always had the thought process that. Um, you know, when you die, you just don't fade to black. I just, people always told me that, you know, that's it. You know, I'm like, there's no way I don't believe that. And then it was like, I first started hearing like sounds around the house. And then like weeks later during pure daylight, I'm looking across the street and I look up and my mom's just standing on the other side of the street. She's smiling at me. She looks very healthy. Um, and it kind of clicked in my head. That was my message to kind of get into the field you know that i should stick with what i believe you know what i mean so that's a really awesome story you said because it kind of hit home for me so yeah yeah they'll they'll come to to ease your mind now there's a difference between spirits and ghosts spirits oh i was going to ask you so i'm glad that you brought this up spirits can come in transition they can go back and forth ghosts Mm -hmm. are trapped whether it be they 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 want to be here or they have uh, unfinished business or whatever. I mean, spirits have free will to cross over mm-hmm. anytime they want to. It's just uh, the ghosts want to choose, choose to stay here, or they, they just don't know they're dead, and it takes somebody like us to say, hey, you know, this is what happened to you. It's time to cross over. And, you know, there's been a couple of times I've actually had have, uh, have angels and guides uh, uh, take them over just like uh, little kids. I mean, I've had cases where little kids were lost, and I've had to, you know, talk to them and tell them, you know, it's time to go into the light. And I've actually had them cross over into the light. I've, I've, I've been... You know, lots and lots of cases that uh, that. So, um, like uh, spirits can cross. You know, they can come back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe if you grieve hard enough over a spirit that you can uh, kind of keep them earthbound. I've had to release spirits that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just there's a t- there's difference between a ghost and a spirit. Well, I think spirit release is, or ghost release, really, and letting them become spirits is one of the most important things I do as a paranormal investigator. So I'm glad that you brought up the differences between those two. And the other thing is now, sometimes aren't there just ghosts who are jerks? I mean, not all ghosts, or not all <laughs> entities that do bad things are demons. Now, you know, I bet a lot of, I call punks. I call, they're, they're spirits, they're ghosts. Ghost punks. I make me believe that there were demons. Okay, yeah. I, I had I've had cases where uh, I've dealt with a ghost that says, "Well, I am a demon, and I'm so and so and so and so." I said, "No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not a demon. I, you know, no, you're not a demon. If anybody is, is, is uh, knows about demonology and things of that nature, you, you know that a demon will not really will uh, tell you its name." It has to be forced out by a clergy member. Mm-hmm. Right. If a demon said, if you run into a spirit, uh, ghost said, well, I'm, the, you know, and it gives you a demon name, and you know it's a demon name, but so what? It's a name. It's not that demon, because it's not going to tell you its name. 
it, it, that I'm, I guarantee it, it's not. Uh, you can ask Bishop Wong that, you know, uh, a yeah. student will not tell you its name until it's forced out by a clergy member. Hmm. Well, I just think, I, I find it amusing that, you know, a ghost is maybe slamming a door back and forth in a house, and so and so inevitably we'll get the call from the person who has these things, kind of poltergeisty types activity going on in their house. And, well, we talked to this group, and they told us it was a demon. And I just, you know, facepalm. Because sometimes ghosts are just kind of tools, just like they were when they were alive. <laughs> well, you know, I always thought, you know, I always lived in a haunted house, but until I, I, I got to know what I was doing, uh, I found that I was the haunt one that was haunted. The, the, the house wasn't. I mean, uh, the spirits would come to me for help. Yeah. And that's why I would see them. The house was fine. It was me. Yeah. You know, and, and then it's just like Shemaya and I, you know, we, we've done a lot of cases. We, we went to a, a haunted hotel one time with a group, and we were going to spend the night, and they were waiting to get to do you get to see a ghost come in the room and stuff like that and this was you know you know so i was tired you know the i was tired from the trip so we went to our room you know and i went to bed you know and uh the next day the the rest of the group come running into my room and said oh man the transom was opening up the door was opening up we were hearing things and listening and saying what did you hear i said i went to sleep <laughs> i went to sleep i was tired well, he says, the heck you know, with the ghost, man. The heck with the ghost. Sleep with the innocent. You know, I, I just blocked all that off. Uh, if I want to go to sleep, I'll go to sleep. And if I want to contact the spirit, I'll sit there or uh, ghost. I'll, I'll sit there and talk to him. But if yeah. I want to go to sleep, I'll go up and go to sleep. That's what I do, too. So I have one more question from chat. Um, Rob wants to know, do you believe that there are ghosts that want to still help even though they have passed? Yeah, like I said, they there there uh, ghosts out there that has unfinished business. Like uh, like if uh, if a family member has unfinished business with it, or, or a family member is having problems, and they were trying to help them, and uh, while they were here on earth, I mean they'll they'll just they'll stick around until that problem's solved. So I, I do believe that they they have their own little missions before they cross over. Yeah. So Willie, I it's always goes by very quickly when we have you on the show, which means that, you know, anytime you want to come on the show, you are so welcome. You just need to let Cheryl know that, hey, I want to come talk on the show again. And you're always welcome here because the conversation always goes in directions I don't expect. And it's always well, you know fascinating. What? Uh, I, I, I tell other um, show hosts, I said, anytime you need a mercy guest, Stand in, call me. Oh, there you go, Cheryl. So we are at the Shameless Self-Promotion Corner, as I'm sure you remember from last time. This is where you get to plug anything you'd like. Well, if anybody wants a reading from me, they can contact me on crystalchief55 at AOL.com. Uh, they can they can check my books out on uh, the, the Shaman Windwalker and Soul Warriors on Amazon.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Willie Gibson, so they can they can check me out then there there too. So uh, that's where they can find me. Great. It's just always such a pleasure to have you on the flow, on the flow, on the show. And again, I hope you'll come back anytime. You're always welcome here. Yeah, thanks, Willie. You, you answered a lot of my questions, man. Okay, I'll, I'll come on anytime you want me to. Just let me know. Fantastic. Have a great evening and have a happy holidays, too, huh? Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Good night. See, it just always goes in a oh direction. My. I'm just never quite sure where it's going to go. I know, and I, 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 like I have. 
and I still have more questions. And I'm like, have him on your show. I'm going to have to have him on my show. I still want to know about smoke drawings. We didn't talk about totem animal cards. None of that stuff. I'm sorry. And I know you had all of those, but then he started talking about the alien stuff. I I mean, how could I not? I know. It's the aliens. I know. It's okay. I got to put my, I made, I made my comment about Bigfoot Slim Jims. There you go. And that was very funny. I'm it was sorry, very I amusing. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I get it. So, Cheryl. Howdy, howdy. Howdy. I yeah. believe there's a new magazine out. Uh, well, yeah, <gasps> sort of. It's the November issue. It actually came out the last week of November, but it's 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 our new issue. And um, you can go to paranormalunderground.net and uh, order a copy of a PDF. Or you can get a print issue on MagCloud. Just search for Paranormal Underground. That's where I get mine. Fab. Get it. <laughs> also, yes. Uh, what mm-hmm. what's December looking like here at the Paranormal Underground Radio? Da, da, da. Ooh, December's looking good. By the way, Chad and I were making wagers on how deep the show would go tonight, and my gosh, I, we were like, <laughs> did, did you crazy. think it was going in that direction, though? Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I know. <laughs> I, I read Chuck's list of questions and was like, all right, Chuck is no, all over I, this. I'm going to mm-hmm. sit on mute so my dogs can bark to their heart's content. And that I didn't know. happen. No, and then all of a sudden know, I went to UFOs and I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to whip it back around. So I kind of I <laughs> I pulled to admit, it in that other direction again. And then we went back to the UFOs. And then, oh, I think he's got, I think we could do more on the UFOs. I mean, I, I just, there's so many questions and. I was just so nonchalantly, well, you know, and (laughs) as we've been, we've been alien contacting since blah, blah, blah. How could I not ask? Yeah, that's okay. No, it was good. I like the way it it kind of, you know, went all over the place and we just kind of kept and we bring it back a little bit and go back out and everything. That was good. I, I liked it. It was very, very refreshing. I did too. Loved it. Um, so thanks to Rob is asking me what his email address was again. Who's email? Did anybody get it down? Oh, I did not. Rob, so I would sorry. say look look up Willie Gibson on um Facebook. Fa- on Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And see if you can find him there and or just search Willie Windwalker Gibson and, oh, okay. and I'm sure you'll be able to find a way. Cheryl probably can put it in the show notes. I oh yeah, I, I Google them too. You you'll find yeah. them all over the Here place. But Cheryl, when you when you it's, do this when you yeah. post the podcast, put it in the show notes. Uh I've just found it. Crystalchief fifty five at AOL dot com. There you Whoa. go, Crystal G55 at AOL.com, Rob. Nice, nice Cheryl. Way to handle it. <laughs> I know it. All yeah. right. So anyway, okay. so what's December yeah. looking like? Well, we've got a short month, um, but we've got a couple more great interviews lined up. Uh, in, uh, December 11th, which is next week, we will be talking to Paranormal Expeditions. And we will be talking to Rachel and Tina, who are members of Paranormal Expeditions. And they also have a web show. So that should be fun. And then going to December 18th, we will have Rob St. Helen on the show. (gasps) I love me some Rob. (laughs) And Rob is a paranormal investigator, and uh, he has some interesting things to talk about. Right, Karen? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited that he's coming on. Isn't he a hockey player, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, he right. he is. He plays mm-hmm. hockey, and mm-hmm. he was. I I don't know. Since he's moved jobs, he's not right. Is he still right in the haunted hotel column, Cheryl? He's I don't not. think I haven't seen it. No, he's not. Yeah. He was. He wrote our tales from the haunted Heathman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And he's moved from the haunted Heathman in Portland to a little haunted hotel on the coast. 
Way to go, Rod. So cool. I know. So, so cool. It's exciting. Yep. And then, for, um, okay, go on. So Rob's tune in December 18th. Um, don't miss that show. And then the new year, I'm just starting to book guests, but I'm excited to say we have a guest coming on who has witnessed firsthand black-eyed kids. I know. I can. I. I. I, mm-hmm. I just. I'm verklempt. I'm so excited <laughs> about that. <sighs> Chuck. I don't, don't want to talk about it. Well, Chuck, would you like Cheryl invited. and I to lock Rick in the closet that night so that you can go? <laughs> no, no, no. It's his show. I can't do that. I can't. You can, I can't not invite you, Chuck, knowing how much you love the BEKs. Oh my God. That's what I was trying to see. I was trying to. I was trying to sneak into BEKs with the Men in Black. Yep. You can totally be on the show, be co-host the show that night with us. <laughs> yeah, and did I say so... what BEK stood for? I don't know if I said that. It's Black Eyed Kids, Black-eyed which is kids. a phenomenon uh, that is one of the most mysterious. A first-hand experiencer. Yep, and nobody really knows what a BEK is, except that they're pretty darn scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of theories on what they are. Well, um, I thought that they were an urban legend. That's what. And I, so, and because mm-hmm. it's always well, my friend's aunt's sister's cousin. So, for this nope. person to be saying, "Hey, this is a first-hand experience," that's pretty freaking yeah. awesome. And yep. he saw two. I, no, here, check this out. I was. I went At the to, same time. This is yep. terrible. I went to my stepmother's funeral, and there was somebody there that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Of course, I won't mention his name and stuff, but he said he had a personal experience with the black-eyed kid come to his house. What? I'm not kidding. Well, he should be. Uh, yes. We should have him on the show. Too. I know he won't. Yeah. He's like, I don't. I don't really want to do it. I really don't want to talk. Well, then why would you tell me, man? You can't well, tell me that. Well, he could use a voice disguising oh. software. Yeah. Hello, I just want to see a black-eyed kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That'd be awesome. It'd yep, be and totally cool. So we are off Christmas and New Year's. We will be off Christmas and New Year's Day. Yay. So no shows then, and then we'll be back January 8th. And we'll get uh, um, some more guests lined up and ready to go. Um, we will. I will be contacting a black-eyed kid researcher who our author, Ian White, um, put me in touch with who has some interesting things um, to say about the BEKs. And, so it's um, going to be like a whole Black Eyed Kids show. Yeah, I'm hoping to get her on in January as well, so we can just like Fabulous. you know, just I go like at it, it when we do. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, you know me, I can talk the ghosts forever. Mm-hmm. I, I can. I love talking ghosts. It, it's really exciting. It makes me happy. Blah blah blah. So, but I love it when we get guests who talk about different subjects too and you know i like the more spiritual things but i'm down with talking aliens and ufos and cryptids and black eyed yeah. kids and i mean it's it's interesting see when oh, cheryl told me this oh, was happening too yeah. she knew i was gonna be like no because yeah, i wanted to try to get someone on my show to talk about this because i, just I talk know about this. yeah and by the by the way um yes. we're also going to have someone named miriam knight i have to confirm a date with her but miriam knight she is from the new conscious review publication and she has just published um uh what wags the world tales of conscious awakening and then oh i'm gonna like that one too Um, let's see if we can get rick curled up in the corner (laughs) on his kneecaps (laughs) yeah i knew you'd i knew you'd love this one karen so i just wanted to to mention that i'm going to be getting that date solidified here soon okay i'm excited about that one yeah so good stuff coming up 
Good stuff. And, and so, then, Chuck, Chuck, what's yes, up next? Yes, what's yes. coming up on your show, Pray Tell? Uh, <laughs> Pray Tell. I have these wonderful guests this evening on Into Dark Radio. A wonderful author by the name of Karen Fraser will be talking about pioneer spirits investigating the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum, along with the wonderful and effervescent Patty Valdez from SSPRI, which is. No, I. Oh, just SSPR. Uh, is there no I? I thought there was an I in The there. I is just in our. In our uh, web address. Oh, you guys are story. faking me out. Okay. Yeah. Southside Paranormal Research. South Sound. See, I, South Sound. I always, I always want to say Southside. I don't know why. South Sound Paranormal West Research. Side. So, yes. East West Side. East Side. East Side. Side. So, yes, I have those wonderful people coming on tonight. We're going to talk about the book, the most awesome book I've read lately. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about um, uh, paranormal investigations. I want to talk about the historical uh, museum because I'm just totally enthralled with this now. So, yes, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful show. Well, I look forward to listening to it. <laughs> well, I hope so because you're going to be there. <laughs> I always like to hear myself talk. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, just turn on the speaker, too. You can get, like, the echo effect. Oh, that's me. I'm so lovely. Yes, I really am. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm looking forward to ha- uh, Patty and I being on the show. Patty's a lot of fun. You'll you'll Me enjoy too. her quite a I'm bit. I'm looking forward so. to. All forward. right. Well, that's in a few minutes here. Um, so let's see. I think have we taken care of all of our business? <laughs> we have <laughs> all of our business. Yep. So we will be back next week, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Other times in those flyover states. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on Hazy Radio. You guys have a great night. Good night, everyone. Night. Like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio? Email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.